mindfulness mode. It's not a dash, it's, it's a, a marathon. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Today, we are going to be talking about emotional intelligence. And what a great topic that is. I'm here with an expert. He's a speaker. He's an internationally published author. He's written a book called The Other Kind of Smart, Simple Ways to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence for Greater personal effectiveness and success but he's written another book which i've read called emotional intelligence game changers and this is a really really great book to read when it comes to emotional intelligence and it was just released in august of 2023 um my guest is a regular contributor to Fast Country, sorry, to Fast Company, and he's written 140 articles on that, and he's a TEDx speaker. I'm here with Harvey Duchendorf. Harvey, are you in mindfulness mode today? Uh, yes, I'm, um, I believe I am. <laughs> I'm being good. present. <laughs> That's good. So what does mindfulness mean to you, Harvey? Well, mindfulness to me means being being present, being being aware, uh, being being open of uh, uh, in the moment, not thinking in the future or, or or you know ruminating about things that happened in the past, but being being present and just being uh, right in, in the moment and, and being aware of uh, how you feel in the moment, being aware of your surroundings, just 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 being being all there. Well, you've been talking about emotional intelligence for quite a while, and uh, I said something to somebody about emotional intelligence a couple of days ago, and I said that I was going to be interviewing someone about this topic, and they said, oh, are they still talking about that? <laughs> so, so tell me about that. Is that. Was that a trend, and is it, is it changing how people are looking at the concept of emotional intelligence? It's really interesting when you mention are people still talking about that. Yet I'm, you know, I speak sometimes and I speak to professionals, teachers, people like that all the time, and yeah, and I speak to people who haven't even heard of the term. So you know, uh, but we are we're still talking about that. We're talking, you know, there's a greater need now for emotional intelligence, I think, than there ever was. I agree. Uh, there's more and more talk about that, and, and as there should be, because with the uh, artificial intelligence coming on, um, yep. it, and we, we need to, we, you know, it, it requires more, not less human connection. Mm -hmm. So because we're, we're hardwired for, for connection, and, uh, you know, with, with artificial intelligence, with all of our, our devices, everything that's going on, the, the changes happening in the world, everything interferes is interfering with that connection, you know, human to human. So uh, a lot more talk, and there's there's a, a real demand for emotional intelligence during this time. Well, we might as well start right there and tell us what emotional intelligence is. Well, of course, emotional intelligence is our ability to recognize, differentiate, uh, and manage our emotions and our emotions of others. Um, I that's sort of the standard definition of it. I I, I like all of the definition. The last part. I'm I'm not sure we can manage others' emotions as well as we can our own. But I know this. I know very well that we can influence the emotions of others by managing 
our emotions and the way we react to others. So um, that, that's, we certainly can do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it seems to me as though a lot of us, and I mean, I grew up in a family where we didn't talk about emotions. And that's not unusual. I interview a lot of people who say they grew up that way as well. Uh, emotions weren't supposed to be a big part of our life, but the fact is emotions are a big part of our life, right? They're, they're, they're there to remind us of things and tell us how we're doing and to, to help us, really. We need to embrace our emotions, right? We, we need to, we need to, they're, they're, they're with us all the time. You know, I, I grew up in the same kind of a family, you know, the only emotion that I saw expressed ever was anger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one. Yeah. That was okay. But, but everything else, you didn't talk about your, your fears. You didn't uh, anything like that, your vulnerabilities. And uh, at one time in the workplace, it was expected emotions. You, you just left them at the door. Well, yeah. you know, you can't leave them at the door. They're part of you. It's, it's like saying, leave a leave your foot at the door or whatever you, you, you they're, they're with you all the time you you have to learn to to work with them yeah. in, in the most effective way that that you can there's you know you 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 just can't ignore them otherwise they'll they'll, they'll create all kinds of problems for you and, and they're they're meant to give us they're meant to give us information and we need to to look at them in that way they're, they're giving us information that we need to uh, we can't ignore we we need to do something with yeah tell us the topic of your tedx talk uh tedx was uh, road rage and uh, that's that's sort of uh, our interesting and and the topic was that uh, uh beating road rage because road rage is a real example of, of, of our emotions taking control over us uh, sure is. Because, yeah because uh, basically we we feel before we think so that's an important thing, I think, for everybody. If, if people listening forget everything about our talk today, this is remember this: we feel before we think. It takes a few seconds before actually information that we receive it goes from our uh, feeling brain, our emotional brain, to our thinking brain. That's what happens in road rage when when, when we get so upset, um, we we're not able to think because you know people ask this question well. Yeah, He's an and, intelligent person. Why did he do something so crazy? Um, but because it, what were what were they thinking? They weren't thinking. They, they weren't were thinking. Purely yeah. emotions. Yeah, purely the emotions were in charge. Their 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 thinking brain, their you know prefrontal cortex, their powerful thinking brain was was not engaged at the time. So they they reacted. They weren't uh, purely from their emotions. Yeah, and to me, road rage is getting worse. Would you agree? Oh, I think so too. I think people are getting have less patience. Uh, yeah, less patience, and, and and I think it's part of our you know our, our technological society too. We want things right away. You know, we're used to getting things right away, not waiting. So you know, when 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 there's heavy traffic, we, you know, we can't get to where we want right away. Somebody cuts us off right away. We're we're we become angry, become enraged. We we. we we've lost our ability to to just relax and be patient and i guess that's where mindfulness probably comes in you know we, we have to build that ability up to to be in the moment and just to let things you know go go through us go over top of us and not not have to react to everything yeah 
Yeah, I, I do notice a lot of bullies on the road that just seem to roar right up behind someone and think that that's going to force them to move out of the way. And yeah. wow, it doesn't always work. No, and, and people feel invincible because they're behind this, you know, massive thing of steel around them. And, you know, they, 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 they feel, you know, they feel safe. They don't, you know, be behind that. And that creates all kinds of problems. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned in your bio that you had a bit of a, a difficult upbringing. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us some background as to what that was like and how it led to you working in this field of emotional intelligence. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll just give you the brief uh, sort of uh, Cole's Notes version of that because I could speak of on that front. And it was one my family were refugees after the, the Second World War. Um, and um, they have left everything behind. They had, you know, uh, borrow money from their church for passage to, to come to, to Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so they had nothing. In the first 12 years, we lived in real uh, absolute poverty. I remember my mother telling us um, that certain days she, she, uh, my, my brother was 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 born overseas, and he was two years old when he came over. And she, she was telling us on certain days she only had an orange to feed my brother, and I I don't remember that actually. I must have been too young, which probably is a good thing. But uh, anyways, my uh, you know all the support that you know the extended family was left they resettled in Europe and behind, and 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 that so we're kind of isolated. My father was very very angry. And he, he got worse as, as, as he got older, and you know things had very uh, things very very dysfunctional. We're always living on sort of uh, walking on you know fear, you know that, yeah. that he would be upset and angry, and it was it was a very stressful area. My you know my my my, my brother uh, really took I think at the front of it. He had a, a what, emotional breakdown at the time. Now you know. Uh, PTSD, we'd call it now, but uh, anyways, he, uh, yeah, it was a very difficult time, and and so I, I grew up in an environment where, you know, you're, there's fear, there's, you're taught to be suspicious of everybody's motives and everything, and I, and um, I managed to get, get out of there, go to university, the first one in, in, in my family, because I, I envisioned a, a better world for myself, so I, I left, but I was, uh, I didn't have much of a support system, but uh, uh, things, things, you know, I didn't have the, the friends I wanted. I didn't have the, you know, I was working as a professional, but I, I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. And I didn't know what was wrong. I, tried, I read self-help books and, you know, so, you know, tried to figure things out and, you know, nothing seemed to, to work. And then I read one day it was Daniel Goldman's book called uh, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. I thought, this is interesting. I picked it up and and uh, on the first, on page eight, I think it said, uh, one line said, uh, <clears throat> your, your, all, all your uh, intellect, uh, you know, can come to naught when your emotions hold sway. And yeah. I said, that's it. This makes perfect sense. This is it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I was, intellectually, I was, I was smart enough. I mean, my, my principal, high school principal told me that I was, but um, my emotions were all, all out of whack. I, I, I had a trouble managing those emotions. I had lots of anger because of, you know, my upbringing, uh, you know, that I was carrying around with me. So I read the book and then I decided this, this is 
I could use this. This could change my life. And I started learning everything I could about it. Um, emotional intelligence. I took some some courses. I became certified. Uh, and then I joined a men's group called the Mankind Project, where we actually men you know, sit around and they actually share emotions. They don't, you know, they, you know, they're, they're, it's a place where men can feel safe to talk about things that really matter. So uh, I started doing my own work, and eventually my life started to to really turn around. And then I decided this is these are really powerful tools, emotional intelligence. And said so somebody needs to write a book that, that you know can help people, you know, uh, that can help people use these use this 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 information. So the the books that were out there at the time, like Goldman and stuff, were mainly mainly academic. They were yeah. theoretical, theoretical, and you know didn't really give any real answers okay now what do i do you know people like me got excited about it but you know if, if they didn't really provide any any answers as to what we can really do what we can use this for it it, it doesn't didn't help people much so i said somebody's got to write a book that that's people can really uh dig their teeth into and really get some help from so i said well i'm somebody yeah exactly <laughs> I, I'd, I'd actually written a book about you know men's issues before that and uh, um, you know, actually, uh, somewhat to do with emotional challenge, but I hadn't even heard the term of them. Anyway, so, so I, I wrote a book like that and became the, the other kind of smart and it just sent me on a, on a whole, this journey and it became my mission to, to share the, the power of emotional intelligence with everyone and sort of took, took over my life. And that's why I'm so excited about it because I, 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 I'm a, living breathing example of what what emotional can tell intelligence can do it can really it can really alter it can really change people's lives well yeah. as i mentioned i really like the format of this book and how digestible it is uh emotional intelligence game changers so it's 101 simple ways to win at work and life and you can just flip through and choose whichever tip you want uh, you know, actively manage workplace conflict is one of them. Work through negative emotions is one of them. Earn respect is, it's just really interesting to just glance through, through the index and think, oh, I'll just flip through and look at what he has to say about this. And, and they're very easy to understand and very uh, uh, applicable to you know, certainly to my life anyway. So I really appreciate how you were able to make this um, so easy to understand because some people think about emotional intelligence and think it's this very complex, difficult to understand topic, but it really isn't, is it? It's not, it's, it, it you know, it doesn't need to be it, 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 at, at its core. It's, 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 it's very simple and, and, and very basic, but Unfortunately, yeah, a lot of the, the writing has been uh, come from a place of, uh, you know, academia. And, and, and so, um, but, but my whole mi mission was to break it down in, in a manner that, uh, that is easy to understand and, like you say, digest and, and use. And there's tips, you know, on, on what you can do, just the very basic, simple things that if you, if you practice them, if you continue yeah. to practice them, you'll see changes in, in, in your life and you'll see immediately small changes and th those will just uh, snowball and uh, eventually things will, will will change yeah i like this one avoid behaviors that will sabotage your career did you ever have any behaviors that sabotage your career 
Well, yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I got into probably almost every, every one of them before I, you know, learned about um, emotional intelligence. You know, I was, I was very much, I could exhibit very, uh, you know, be, be critical. I could, you know, basically uh, things that certainly would, would keep me from, from being, being promoted, you know, I'd be, you know, be critical and I could be, um, uh, you know, all kinds of things like that. I, I could uh, criticize, you know, maybe, you know, my managers and things like that. And, uh, uh, you know, without uh, go, going around and even getting involved in, in, in gossip at work, different things that I would just, you know, I've, Abhor now, yeah. <laughs> really not do that. Yeah. But you know, at the time, I, I didn't know I was probably in, in, in one of the people that was probably uh, quite negative at work. So um, I, yeah, so uh, yeah, I've I've learned uh, a lot of in a lot of ways what what not to be doing uh, because of what I was doing in the past, and, and right. no no longer do so. Uh, able able to to turn that around and and see what I was doing wasn't, wasn't working, you know, yeah, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, how's that working for you? Well, it, it wasn't working. That's, no. that's why I needed to change it. But thankfully I was aware, I was aware that it wasn't working. I, you know, that, that's the first step to, to uh, change, you know, changing things in your life is, is the awareness, the self-awareness that, okay, this isn't working. I need, I need to do something about it. I need to change it because without that awareness, we, you know, we, we can't really move ahead because we're not aware of how we're coming across. We're not aware of, you know, the, the effect that, that our uh, behaviors are, are having on others around us. Uh, one of your chapters is called Become a Better Listener. How can we become better listeners, Harvey? Well, that's a good question, Bruce. One of the ways that I, I suggest becoming a better listener, we, typically <clears throat> when somebody's speaking, we're, we're not really listening. We're, we're preparing a response to whatever yes. they're saying. You know, we're not really listening to what they're saying. <laughs> yes. So, so one of the ways we can do that with somebody in our family, a good friend, what we do is we, we can just practice this little exercise. They will speak for three minutes and our job is to make, make a game out of it, is, is to listen and then feedback, in our words, what we heard them say. We're, we're not going to be responding. So, you know, that, that, we get that out of the way right away. We're, we're, we're simply going to feedback. If we practice doing that, we, we, we'll, we'll become aware of the importance of listening because it's, it's very important in, in, in any relationship that we become active listeners, that we really hear what others are saying because when we hear what others are saying, they they feel they feel recognized. Uh, it makes them feel um, important to us, and we form connections with other people, which which really uh, you know we, we develop trust. We we form strong connections, which really is the basis of, of of everything when it comes to our working world. When it comes to our uh, all of our relationships, is is that ability to form those kind of deep connections. So they trust us. They want to be with us. They want to spend time with us. They want to work for us. And they want to do things for us. I have a feeling you could probably write an entire book on that topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's difficult. I mean, for me, 
because listening is was a difficult one because I have ADD. Okay. And yeah. So, uh, you know, getting back to your mindfulness thing to, um, you know, everything, it, it's a struggle to keep my mind silent, uh, you know, when somebody's speaking, but, but I, I work at it. I focus on it and, and deliberate. And uh, it's, it's, it's really improved over time. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even, even with, Someone has ADD. You you can work on that. You have to really really be determined and be focused. But it, it, right, and uh, it it does it does change. Harvey, yeah. when you're hired to work and go for a, uh, like do work with a company, work with the employees, what sorts of things do you do? Do you just do you do a speech or do you go in there and you do a workshop with different activities? What does that look like? Well, I do do different. Um, you can do a. You know, I talk sometimes. I, I do a, a, a workshop, uh, do activities because emotional intelligence is really it's it's not an intellectual um, it's a thing. It, it, emotional intelligence is is really experiential. We can't just learn about it. We have to experience it. So I, I one of the things I do is uh, uh, something that uh, I learned from. Um, being one of Jack Campfield's trainers, we we everybody gets up and they they, they ask each other questions like uh, uh, they they say they can ask the other person for, for something that you want. And his his idea is that you ask. We we a lot of times don't get what we want in life because we don't ask nearly enough. We're afraid to ask. You know, we don't want to appear you know, appear stupid or, you know, where we're embarrassed and stuff, but we need to ask for things. Mm -hmm. And so what we, what is, what, what I get everybody to do is, 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 is ask somebody for something. It's, it's, of course, it's hypothetical that they don't have to give, you know, deliver that. You can ask for a cup of coffee. You can ask for a million dollars. You can ask for, you know, a Lamborghini and, and, and the, 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 the how it works is the person that you're asking has to say, and, and you walk around and ask different people, has to say no nine times. The tenth time, though, they have to say yes. And and so the first person who gets three yeses, you know, it's, it sort of becomes a winner. And then I ask people, well, how did you feel when somebody was asking you um, for things? And, and so every, almost everybody says, I wanted to say yes. You know, I wanted to to be able to help them. And that's sort of the common response. It feels good to, to be able to, to help someone. So, so when you're asking somebody for something, directions, whatever, it feels very, very good for that person to be able to, to offer you that. And, and think of it in terms of, you know, when you're checking in to, 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 a, to a hotel or something, ask for an upgrade, ask for a free upgrade, because the person that you're asking, you know, has, has got a, a problem. Probably they're probably paid minimum wage. You know they, they mm -hmm. probably don't get a lot of acknowledgement. But if they can help somebody, wow! I can do this for a person. It feels really good. It feels good to be able to say yes. So everybody can experience that feeling. So it makes it easier to ask because they know what it's like for the person that is being asked. They can experience that feeling themselves. And we do a number of exercises like that where they get to experience the emotion. Be behind behind an action and and it's it sort of helps them become more aware of 
of what, what it's like for the other person that they're dealing with and, and what it, it feels like for them. Right. Yeah. I want to ask you a question, Harvey, about bullying and how maybe maybe there's a story you have you can share with us where bullying and mindfulness intersected. Well, I, um, I was, uh, was bullied. I was junior high. I was, I was in, a, in a, a time that uh, uh, there was a time there that I was, there's uh, some bullies. I, I was a target of some bullying for a while. Um, and, and mindfulness, I was just, I was, well, afraid and I was, I was angry. Um, I wish I could have been more mindful, uh, at the time I'd known what I know today. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably could have dealt with it in a, in, in a, in a better manner. I could have maybe, because uh, bullies are actually people who have, have fear that they're, yeah. they're insecure. And had, knowing what I know today, I could have maybe um, used another tactic to deal with bullies. I could have tried to see why, you know, why they were bullying. Do something that would give them pause to make them stop and think. But of course, at the time, all I knew was anger and, and reacting to it. I, I, I wasn't aware of what I am today. So. If if we're if I'm being would be bullied by someone, I would I would try to uh, maybe understand where that person's coming from, uh, and and you know that 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 might be a lot more effective, and uh, I'd be able to deal with it better myself, process it, and and uh, you know do 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 the breathing, do the you know w- w- wouldn't it wouldn't be as as devastating as it was then. It was really frightening and uh, at that time yeah 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 it's very frightening when you're going through something like that one of the things you talk about harvey in your book is resilience how have you learned to become such a resilient person well i i've sort of uh, i I've, I've never um I, I, I keep going whenever i've had setbacks and, and, and failures and lots of them in my life and uh, the, the thing is to, to get back and to keep going, and then to look. I, I focus on things that I've done, that I that I've managed to 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 overcome, and and I use those uh, as uh, you know, for examples. And and the other thing is I resilience. So I I always have read a lot of stories about people who've who've overcome to become highly successful. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Uh, they just kept going, you know, despite everything. And, and, and so I, 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 I always keep that in the back of my mind that there's people out there that we all know that, uh, you know, Thomas, Thomas Edison, you know, failed a thousand times to invite, invent the, the light bulb and he was ridiculed. And, you know, that, that's, that's so many people's stories that, 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 you know, that are household names now that, you know, they, they've kept going. And I try to always keep that in the back of my mind that, that that it's not a uh, it's 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 not a dash it's it's a a marathon and, and and to keep going and try to learn something every time you know that I've had setbacks and, and, and failures from it and try to do things differently like and then you know you you you're upset that you know I mean you get turned down I mean I was you know about the other kind of smart I was turned down a lot of publishers. Right, yes. 
And then I remember, yeah, you mean uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, you know, yes. I about, you know, they returned, you know, the Chicken Soup series as the publishing yeah. phenomena. They were turned down 144 times. And, know. and, you know, whenever they talk, you will hear about it. You know, that yeah. number of times that's part of their story. 144 times and they even kept the letter the all their, at the time you know that what when that started it wasn't emails it was letters they kept all the letters you know the rejection and and and, and they built off that that you know uh so i you know it, it's part of my history too and it, it it makes you stronger when you can keep going actually over time and you know because i knew eventually I, I would find a publisher. I believed it. I tr I believed it uh, with all my heart, and I knew that if I kept going, anything that I really wanted, uh, that if I if I if I believed it really, and I just kept going, eventually it would happen. And so I, you know, I I, I take a day or two, you know, got another letter rejection. Is there anything in that letter that's positive? Oh, okay, you know, you need to do this and that. You need to you know, develop this and that a little more. Oh, okay, well, it's sort of, there is some success there because I'm getting some some tips on on, on how I can make it better. So yeah, th this will bring me closer to to my goal. And how long be between the time you started to write the other kind of smart and the time that you got it published? How much well, time went it by? Took, it took about four years and and, and revisions. And uh, so fi finally... <laughs> Uh, I had a, uh, I, I found an agent actually, and, and uh, that was the first step. And they took it on and then found a, a publisher. And then the, the publisher came back to me and I, I intended to make it a self-help book. Mm -hmm. But at the time, all the, it was business that was interested in emotional intelligence. It was, all the books were targeted to, to business strictly. So the publisher came back and says, "Oh, this this is oh, this is good, but can you double it? We need some business examples in this, you know." <laughs> so just oh. so it was like doing another book. I had to double the the, the but 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 I did it. So uh, I was so excited about finding a, a publisher that uh, I, I was able to do it. I was I was very highly motivated. But about four years with revisions and right. setbacks, it it took me. So it it it, it took a while. And who was that publisher? Well, the uh, the initial publisher was was Amicon in, in in New York City, and then it was uh, um, it was the HarperCollins has now taken over uh, the publishing arm of Amicon. They do more than just publishing; they they do you know training, business training, and things mm -hmm. like that. But it's not HarperCollins, but originally originally Amicon. I see. And is that who uh, published your newest book? No, uh, the newest one. Uh, the uh, emotional intelligence game changes published by Dexterity, and they're out of they're out of uh, based out of uh, Nashville. Okay. Dexterity, yeah, publishing. Yeah, well, it really is a fantastic book. So, Mindful Tribe, I would recommend you get a copy of this book because it's it's just really an easy, enjoyable read. That's for sure. I want to ask you five quick answer questions, Harvey, as we move forward in the interview. And uh, so just 30 second answers are perfect. The first question is this. Who is one person who has been a really powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Oh, uh, I think John Kabat-Zinn uh, read his uh, 
wherever you go, there you are. That's that's you know sort of been a huge huge influence on me. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, me too. My second question is about emotions. So tell us how mindfulness has helped you deal with your emotions. Oh, it's 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 really caused me to. It's helped me really um, recognize my emotions right away and 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 helped helped me manage them. Mainly, it's you know it's it's kept them very much. Um, you know the the strong emotions that you know I would react to to things that it's 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 very much helped me deal with those and just let them pass. Uh, so so yeah, we all experience emotions, but we can choose which ones to surf. And I I I I, I surf the the positive ones now. <laughs> I let right. the negative ones pass pass over just like a wave. You know? Yeah, I like the way you put that. You surf yeah. the positive ones. That's really good. Yeah, well, let's talk about breathing. Do you have a comment about breathing and how you've maybe changed your thoughts about breathing? Well, when I meditate, I do the, uh, still, you know, I learned transcendental meditation yeah. uh, years ago, and, and I still use my mantra when I meditate. But the breathing, I, I breathe from my from my diaphragm uh, deeply, and, and uh, it's about... Uh, uh, for 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 uh, four seconds, mm-hmm. and then I, I release it. it four. I uh, I I can. I used to count to four, but now, I, you know, I can tell you know, just when I'm breathing. If I'm you know in 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 that zone, you know. So I'm very very aware of my breathing. That's one of the ADD. It's meditation can be a struggle keeping the thoughts from running in your mind, but. To, with with the breathing, I, I I I'm I'm you know I, I can get into the breathing so much that I, I I can block out thoughts now, for for periods of time and that 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 really feels good. Yeah, it does feel good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are there any other books you would recommend that are related to mindfulness or emotional intelligence or anything like that? Well, I'm reading one right now, Bruce. That's that's very interesting. It's called Letting Go. Pathway of Surrender by David R. Hawkins, MD, PhD, and it's really interesting. It talks about, uh, you know, the, the the sort of the energy we put out, and, and from it talks about all the, you know, the, the 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 good emotions, the high emotions, and then the low ones would start with anger, and they go into shame and apathy, and then the high ones, acceptance, willingness, reason, and love, and it's it's a very fascinating book. I'm just getting into it, but uh, finding it very interesting. I love that book too. Yeah, that's a, an excellent book. Are there any apps at all that you've uh, used or recommend that can help with this? I I haven't discovered yet those yet, Bruce. But I'll, I'll I'll have to do some exploring in the area. But I'm I'm still into into the reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. into reading and those things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that because sometimes I think the best app is shutting off your phone because, you know, yeah. we can get so into what's going on on the phone and, you know, digitally that it's best to just walk away and get out there and be in nature, walk, walk around in the grass or in your bare feet and just really feel grounded. I feel like that's, that's something that can help you with mindfulness more than anything that's on your phone at all. Yes, absolutely. Call, call it uh, na- nature bathing. Is it called? Yeah, walking in nature and just getting lost in it. Uh, I have some really nice uh, nature trails just outside of the, 
the condo that I live in. So I go for walks there. It's a nice time of year in the fall and, you know, the smells and the, the, the birds and the squirrels and yeah, just, just, it's, it, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I agree 100%. So what's next, Harvey? Are you writing another book? Do you have another project on the go? Well, I want to do some more speaking, Bruce, and uh-huh. um, we're trying to get into that now. And uh, that's that's the next. Uh, I've done some, but uh, just sort of people have found me. But I'm going to be amping up my my speaking and um, maybe releasing a course fairly soon, online course I've been working on for a number of years. I just uh, haven't got around to finishing it, but uh, that that will happen fairly shortly. And uh, yeah, so uh, expanding right. into those areas. And do you have a timeline for that course when it'll be finished? Because I know your website is theotherkindofsmart.com. That's one place where we can find you. Yes, yes, that's the, uh, well, the course should be, hopefully will be done before Christmas. Okay. Later in the fall, yeah, I'll be doing the course. And then I want to start uh, really uh, amping up my my speaking and and, and doing doing a lot more, but I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Will we be able to learn about that at that website or will there be some yes, place yes. else? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll put on uh, when the course is out, we'll, we'll learn about it on the website. And also my speaking, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm going to be speaking, I'll, I'll put everything out. People can sign up on the website. I have a newsletter too. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can sign up for that and they'll, they'll get a, a, a really great downloadable book of uh, uh, motivational and inspiring emotional intelligence quotes. So so and on the newsletter they'll learn everything about what's what's going on in my life and what's what 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 exciting things are coming up so excellent that's great well i've sure enjoyed talking to you and i really appreciate all the work that you're doing and that you're putting out into the world harvey thank you for that well thank you very much bruce i I thoroughly enjoyed this it's really a pleasure yeah me too all the best to you bye now bye now take care Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining today. And I want to share with you about my sponsor, AG1. That's Athletic Greens. AG1 is their product. And if you want to start having more energy and optimize your immune system and just feel better overall, you should check out AG1. It contains 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, and probiotics. And it will work for you whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial ingredients, and it supports better sleep and better alertness. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science, and it costs less than $3 a day. So, like I said, it's called AG1. The company is Athletic Greens. And here's a special offer for you, Mindful Tribe. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mindfulness. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.